Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank Picmonic for sponsoring this episode. Picmonic is an incredible studying tool, especially for all of my fellow visual learners out there. Picmonic provides quick and effective two-minute videos that help you connect facts that are difficult to remember with unforgettable characters. The videos tie the information that you're studying together into ridiculously memorable stories. This will help you with recollection when taking your exams either in PA school or when taking the pants as a new grad. As a special bonus for you, if you sign up today using the link in the show notes or code PAFI, you'll get 20% off of your Picmonic membership. Now let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back everyone to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host Kat and thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. In this episode, I want to review how to begin your job search in PA school for the PA student listeners but also how to continue to job search throughout your PA career. So there will be a ton of great information in here for the future PAs out there who are currently PA students, new grad PAs who have not yet found jobs, or experienced PAs who are looking for a job change at a point in their career. So before we talk about the different ways that you can actually find a new job, I want to review a few different important points about what to actually look for in a job. And these might not actually be what you think, especially for new grads. So many PA students and brand new new grad PAs have this idea of what they feel like the dream PA job will be for them. And for many, this dream job looks like something that is in the certain specific specialty that they can't imagine seeing themselves working in any place else, their dream city to work in and live in, and this very large salary with a lot of great benefits. So although all of those things sound wonderful, especially for new grad PAs, that type of job is what's called a unicorn job. And although I have heard of a few PAs that have actually landed a unicorn job for them right out of PA school, that is actually incredibly rare. And I also want to caution that many jobs that appear to be a unicorn job to you at surface level, once you start working in them, you'll find out that they have a lot of issues. So I want to provide a little dose of reality to bring your expectations to a level that will actually serve you better as a new grad, instead of having these lofty expectations and being incredibly disappointed a few months into your role. So especially for the new grad PAs out there, I want to encourage you to not limit yourself to one particular specialty that you think that you want to work in. 
So many PAs might want to work in what sounds like a wonderful specialty like dermatology where they feel like it's low stress and really high pay and more of a fun job with procedures as well as helping their patients with medical concerns or possible cosmetic concerns. Or maybe a PA would like to start in family medicine or urgent care to get a well-rounded experience of general medical knowledge before they specialize in the future. Or maybe they're looking for a role with a really high salary and this bonus that's structured based on RVUs or another form of productivity bonus where the base salary seems maybe somewhat low at 100000 but they feel like they might be able to get this giant bonus of another twenty dollars to $60,000 throughout their year of working as a new grad. Instead of limiting yourself to trying to find a job in only one specialty or a certain threshold of a salary that you feel like you absolutely need to live on, these are the things that I would encourage you to look for in a new job. The first one is actually great mentorship. As a new grad PA, you will be prepared to practice medicine, but there is still so much to learn and it's very overwhelming when you are also learning how to physically do your job on a day-to-day basis, not just diagnose and prescribe medication if needed or order labs or other tests, but the ins and outs of your everyday role. One of the primary places to get mentorship will be a supportive supervising physician. And ideally, you're working with them directly on a day-to-day basis as a new grad PA. This supervising physician needs to be open to you asking questions and providing constructive yet encouraging feedback. And you also need to feel comfortable approaching them with your questions. So there needs to be open and honest communication back and forth. So hopefully you find a supervising physician that has either worked with PAs before or is very open to working with a PA and maybe has mentored in other ways, such as medical students, residents, nurse practitioners, if they have not worked directly with a PA before. Other forms of mentorship could look like other PAs in your role or other APPs that are looking for a team player where you feel like you can, again, ask them questions that you have in this new role. And that leads me to the second thing to look for is a supportive team. So whether that's other medical providers or clinical staff, such as MAs, nurses, imaging techs, lab staff, it's really important that they all work together as a team in the role that you would be working in. Additionally, you want to try to make sure that they're not understaffed. Ask about turnover in the various roles. If there's a lot of turnover, that can be a huge red flag. Another really important thing to look for in a new job is one with the least amount of stress. So again, as a new grad PA, you're going to be learning all sorts of things that do not pertain to direct patient care about how to do your job on a day-to-day basis. And if you are under a lot of stress, for example, understaffed all the time or the only provider at that clinic or urgent care running the show, or that you are in a really stressful field of medicine that isn't necessarily your cup of tea. Sure, some people absolutely love acute care trauma and they love the adrenaline, but if that's not necessarily you, don't start in that specialty. Also, ideally, try not to find a role that you have to take call very frequently because that is another layer of stress. If you can lower your stress initially as a PA, but also throughout your career as a PA, then you're at a lower risk of developing burnout. This list is not all-inclusive, but 
it's an important thing to look for, but I think it's lower down on the list than most people realize. And that is finally a good compensation package and benefits. So life is not all about making a ton of money if you are at a stress level 10 out of 10 all the time, or if you don't feel like that you have enough support in your role or mentorship, you might instead find an average pain role with decent benefits, but that has lots of good support and mentorship with low stress for your first position right out of PA school. And then also for those later in their career, maybe instead of working at least 40 hours a week, you decide to cut back on your hours and not earn a ton of compensation or benefits. But again, that you're at lower stress and helping either reduce symptoms of burnout or prevent symptoms of burnout throughout your career. I think this tip is really important, especially for new grad PAs, and that is to apply for many types of specialties in many locations that include cities or states that you would not necessarily consider as your top priority, but you could potentially see yourself living or practicing there in the future. And the reason why is to apply for many types of jobs while you are a PA student and as a new grad PA is because this allows for you to develop different skills. So for example, it allows you to practice your interviewing skills. It allows you to practice skills like drafting your resume or CV or cover letter. And it allows you for negotiation and contract review. If you would like some tips about negotiating and what to look for in a contract, go back to episode 50 for different negotiation tips and things to look for while you are reviewing a contract. The more you do these things, the better at them you will become. Additionally, applying for and interviewing for these types of roles will help you to build confidence as a new PA or later in life as a PA if you haven't done these things. But it also helps provide you leverage. So for example, if you are a PA student still in PA school or a new grad PA, and you go ahead and apply to 20 jobs in specialties that you are remotely interested in, It helps you to weed out the roles that don't feel like you would have a good support team or a lot of mentorship. And if there are maybe three to five of them that offer you a job and that seem very appealing to you, then you have the luxury of comparing those jobs against each other, but also using them as leverage while you are negotiating. So you can say, hey, I have this offer over here that's offering this much for a salary or this much PTO. Can you match that for me? And then you may be able to negotiate a better overall benefits package in the role that you ultimately would like. All right, so now that you know what to look for in a job and how to apply for many types of jobs, let's review where to apply for these types of jobs or where to find different PA jobs while you are a PA student in PA school and as a new grad PA. But much of this information is also applicable to experienced PAs throughout their career too. So for the PA students out there, the first thing to do is to job search during your rotations. So I encourage you to try your absolute best to get rotations in different cities or states that you want to live in in the future. I know that this can be out of your control at times, but sometimes PA programs encourage you to try to help set up your own rotations or you can have a say in the different areas that you would like your rotations during PA school. Again, even if it's not in a specialty that you necessarily want, having a rotation at that place can help you meet other people and you may actually find that you do like that specialty. During your rotation, try to network. Network with your preceptor, but also 
the other staff at the clinic or hospital or wherever you are having your rotation. Treat every rotation like a job interview. I can't highlight this enough. Even if your rotation is out of state and you don't think you'll end up there in the future, it's possible five to 10 years, you might circle back to that state and move there actually and need a job in that area. You need to be professional on your rotations. Show up on time. Try to go above and beyond. Help out as much as you can. Because if that clinic or hospital is searching for somebody and they like you, then that rotation was essentially an extended job interview for you. And that puts you ahead of people who have never met any of the staff in person in the future. I encourage you to leave a resume or CV with the offices or clinics or HR at any of the places you are interested at working at in the future. They might not have a current job opening, but they might in a few months. Somebody may end up leaving or they may need to expand their provider pool and hire more people. Another place that you can look for a job while you are in PA school is through your other classmates. So for example, if your classmate or your friend in PA school has a rotation at a place that you don't have a rotation at, but they think that you would like that role if they have a job opening, or if they get hired there and they need another PA to join too, then your classmate or friend could say, hey, I know someone else who would be a good fit here. So you could try to kind of keep your eyes and ears open for each other during rotations. Also, you could share with your professors at your PA program what types of specialties or areas that you are thinking about working in, whether city or state, and they could keep their eyes and ears open for positions there for you as well. Also during rotations, let your preceptors know that you are trying to job search and share with them different cities or states that you're wanting to work in and or specialties, especially if it's not the clinic that they're located at too, because they could also be keeping their eyes and ears open for potential roles for you too, whether through job searches or word of mouth from their PA friends. If they go out for dinner with them, they may say, oh yeah, we're looking for someone to hire to join our clinic and your preceptor may not be interested in that role, but maybe you have expressed, oh, I have interest in that specialty, then they could say, hey, I had this really great PA student who actually had interest in the specialty. Is it okay if I pass that information along for you to them? And then you could find a job that way potentially. So do you see how it's important that you leave a good impression during your rotations as a PA student? Not only for those people at that clinic level or hospital level, but because your reputation really does precede you and they could potentially be finding jobs for you and advocating for you as well. Another way that you can begin your job search during PA school is think about your past jobs that you had before PA school, the ones that you needed to do to obtain medical experience in. So maybe you were a scribe at an ER and you decided that you actually really like the specialty of working in emergency medicine. Circle back to where you have that scribe position and say, hey, I used to work here. I really liked the environment. I'm going to be a new grad PA in a few months. Do you guys think they're interested in hiring a new grad PA soon? And see what they say. Or a lot of dermatology roles have MAs that work at the clinics that help with different procedures and obtaining vitals or rooming patients and things like that. And again, if you really like derm as a specialty, circle back to your clinic that you used to work at as an MA and see if they're interested in hiring a derm PA. 
Before we continue this episode, I want to highlight a few more features of today's podcast sponsor. Picmonic is great because it uses audiovisual learning to help you with retention while studying. You can also reinforce what you learn and track your progress with thousands of built-in rapid review, multiple choice quizzes within your Picmonic account. Picmonic also uses intelligence-based repetition algorithms to automatically adjust to your learning needs, so you'll be reminded to review the right information at the right time, which increases your long-term retention. Picmonic is also integrated into the True Learn question bank, so you can study exactly what you need to and test your knowledge at the same time to help you pass your boards. I wish I had a tool like this back when I was in PA school and as a new grad studying for pants. Thankfully, I can now use Picmonic as a resource to study for Panry. Sign up today using the link in the show notes or code PAFI to claim your discount of 20% off your Picmonic membership. Now back to the show. And then many items in this next part of the episode will apply to PA students, new grad PAs, as well as experienced practicing PAs. So you can look for PA jobs through standard job search engines online. Those are things like Indeed or Glassdoor. And you can refine your search results by searching for specialty or state, and that can help you find positions that way. I have found personally that these can be really hit or miss. Sometimes you find a job that sounds really appealing, but I feel like you truly have to weed through a ton of different items in there. So I feel like that these can be very time consuming, but you might be fortunate enough and find a really good position through one of those standard job search engines. Then there are different types of PA job search engines or career centers is another name for them that you can find through other PA specific resources. So for example, your PA state society can have a career center or AAPA might have careers posted that sound interesting to you. Or there are other special organizations or special groups. For example, there's a really active Facebook community called PA Moms. And that Facebook community is a community for PA moms or future moms out there that has a ton of great information in there, but they actually have a career-centered job board as well that you can search through. There are also PA-specific job sites like pajobs.com that you can search through or other social media platforms. So there are Facebook groups for certain specialties for PAs that you could join and you could be on the lookout for jobs through there. Or there are specific Facebook groups for the geographical area that you live in or want to work in. For example, here in Minnesota, we have a Twin Cities PA Facebook group that you could join and be on the job search there, or you could post a question, hey, is anyone familiar with any potential job opportunities in the future? I'll be moving to the area in a few months, and that could help you find a job that way too. Another way that you could find a job that I think can be better often than standard job searches like Indeed or Glassdoor is directly through the websites of either clinics or hospital organizations near you that you are interested in working at. So they may specifically have a career tab with job postings on their website, or if they do not, sometimes they have a general email address or HR address where you could potentially send an email saying, hey, I'm interested in potentially working for you guys. I will be graduating in a few months, or I'll be moving to the area in a few months. Just curious if you would potentially have any job openings for a PA at your clinic. 
And I know I've already touched on the importance of networking as a PA student, new grad PA, and experienced PA throughout your career. But another place that you can potentially find a job is networking with med reps. So med reps are very social people usually, and they have to bounce around to different locations and talk to different providers. So they can often know of different organizations or clinics or hospitals that are looking for different providers to join. So you could ask them if they know of any job openings, or they can, again, keep an eye and ear out for you in the future. Also, a huge place to network is at conferences. So most state PA societies have their own state conferences, as well as AAPA has their own national PA conference. But there are many types of conferences for specific PA specialties as well that you could attend. And at these conferences, you are generally earning CME credit, which is great. But again, don't forget to network. And maybe some of you more introverted PAs out there don't like to hear that word networking. You're like, oh man, I am so shy. I barely like talking to new people, period. I totally get that. Don't feel the pressure to meet every single person at those giant conferences. Instead, just have casual conversations with people that you meet at meals or in between lectures or during activities and just ask them about themselves, where they're from, what specialty they work in, and learn about their specialty. You don't have to specifically treat networking as for sure trying to find a new job, but instead focus on the connections that you're making. And you may be surprised where you could potentially find a new job or hear about a new job opening. I think this next recommendation is more so for experienced PAs versus brand new PAs, and that's to look for locum tenens positions. Sure, new PAs could potentially work in a locum tenens position, but many of those don't actually have a lot of support or mentorship because they kind of expect you to know how to practice medicine at a competent and confident level. If you're not familiar with what locum tenens positions are, it's usually where a clinic or hospital is short-staffed and they post an opening for a few weeks or a few months of where they need to have a provider come and join them and work there for a short period of time. Sometimes locum tenens positions could potentially lead to a full-time job for you as well. They may decide that they like you so much and you may decide you like the organization so much that you decide to just work there permanently after the time period is over. There are many recruiting agencies for locum tenens positions out there. You can search online and find several of them. And if you'd like to learn more about locums, check out episodes 58 and 59 with Caroline, where we talk about lots of different things to consider and why Caroline really enjoys working in locum tenens positions as well. Besides for locum tenens positions, there can be other recruiter companies that you could work with if you want to. I often find working with a recruiter can be kind of annoying because you'll get texts and emails kind of constantly about positions that you really are not interested in. The recruiters often get commission or a bonus if they find someone to fill that position. So they can be pretty aggressive or sometimes kind of annoying with the amount of texts and emails that they send you or phone calls. So I don't love working with recruiters, but I'm sure there are PAs out there that have had good experiences working with recruiters. And that is not to say that all recruiters are that way, but I have found that several of them have been that way when I was looking as a new grad back in the day. I touched on this already a little bit, but if there is a local organization or clinic that you are thinking about working at, you could do what's called cold calling, where you call and try to talk to someone in HR or 
the office manager to see if they are potentially hiring in the near future. And that could look like cold emailing or potentially walking into the clinic one day and trying to drop off your CV or resume with somebody at the front desk or, again, the office manager, someone in more of a leadership position. This can work for a lot of people, but it can also be somewhat challenging because it can be difficult to reach someone who could actually answer that question versus somebody who's in an admin role at the front desk. Another way that you could potentially find a job is to actually complete a fellowship as a PA. So although fellowships are not required by any means, if there's a specialty that you are absolutely dead set on to start with as a new grad PA, and you're having a hard time finding a new role in that position, maybe you do a year-long fellowship where you are getting additional training. Sure, your pay is less, but a lot of fellowships lead to a position at that place afterwards, or you can add that you had a fellowship on your CV later, and that could be very appealing to other places trying to hire somebody. Fellowships can be done as new grad PAs or experienced practicing PAs throughout their career too. And then this final place that you could potentially find a new role as a PA, I personally view as more so for something to look at for experienced PAs. And that is because I feel as though your experience as a PA will help you excel at one of these roles. And this group that I'm referring to is non-clinical roles as a PA. So there are a ton of non-clinical roles out there for PAs. Don't feel like you're limited or stuck in clinical roles where you are seeing patients directly on a day-to-day basis, especially if you're starting to feel burnout throughout your career. A non-clinical role could be the change of pace that you need to be able to continue to practice and working as a PA, but not feel burned out with a lot of things that can cause burnout, like demanding patients or burdensome administrative responsibilities or things like that. So the first non-clinical role that you can consider is working in academia at a local PA program. You could get a position where you actually teach future PAs at a PA program, which is really cool way of giving back and a different way of using your skills and your knowledge. Another non-clinical role to consider is informatics. If you haven't already, go ahead and take a listen to episode 104 with Wilson, where he talks about working in informatics as a PA, where you can work on software and tech side of things if that's the type of area that you like working in. Another non-clinical role is an MSL, medical science liaison, where you are working for pharmaceutical roles, but there are also other biotech or medical device roles out there for PAs. PAs can also work on the legal side of things, such as an expert witness or legal medicine. PAs can work in insurance. They can find roles in medical writing or communications. PAs can have leadership roles as a hospital admin. PAs can actually work in the government where they help to implement policy and legislative changes. They can have organizational leadership in different organizations, such as AAPA or NCCPA. A lot of leadership positions are voluntary in various organizations, but there are certain paid roles out there too. Another non-clinical role is a wellness director or a wellness coach, or PAs could also work in research. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about that, take a listen to episode 77, where Brittany shares about working doing research in addition to clinical medicine too. So that list of non-clinical roles was certainly not all-inclusive, but I hope that it gets your wheels turning in your brain to think about 
what types of possibilities are out there that you may want to research if you are looking into switching to a non-clinical role in the future. So I really hope that you found this episode helpful, whether you are a PA student, new grad PA, or experienced PA looking for a career change. We reviewed different things to look for in a job. We touched on why it's important to apply for many different types of jobs, especially as a new grad PA, and the different types of resources and areas in your life that you could potentially find a new job, whether you are still a PA student or practicing as a PA as well. Having a good job that you enjoy as a PA is really important to set yourself up for future financial independence. That is because you're able to have roles that will help you pay off your debt, whether it's student loan debt, consumer debt, credit card debt. Your compensation will also help you to be able to afford a mortgage payment or rent payment. And your compensation and benefits help you to save and invest to build wealth for your future to become financially independent. Finding a supportive role with lower stress also helps to treat or prevent burnout either as a new grad PA or an experienced PA throughout your career as well. So these tips about how to job search really are foundational for setting yourself up for future financial independence. And then once you are financially independent, you have the option to retire early if that's what you choose to do, if it's before traditional retirement age as well. If you found this information helpful, it would be so wonderful if you were to share the episode with your friends or colleagues tag them in the posts on social media, or leave a written review about what you enjoy about the podcast on the podcast player that you are listening to this on. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out as well. Otherwise, I'll see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.